do the regular opening or just start talking? We'll go. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another exciting episode of Verbal Abuse. I'm your guide into the realm of all the things mysterious and strange cheeseburger, alongside with one of my bestest buddy aces. What's up? And we're here today with a special podcast for you. We got some good friends here that uh, we're going to try to talk to and get a, a feel for. We got uh, Robbie Ross. Hello. And we got Mr. Fair. Now, yeah, your your name, I keep seeing it on Facebook. Okay, Germ or Germ, germ Farrer? Yeah, Germ. And, and my last name is Farrer? Farrer? Farrer. Yeah. Really? You do like I do. I, right. I just call him Ferrari. Ferrari? Yeah, that, Ferrari. I'll answer to cool. anything. That's pretty cool. <laughs> You're like me. As long as it's not late for dinner, I'll, I'll be there. Thank you. Uh, now, y'all are a couple of musicians, uh, pretty well-known in this area. Uh, very well-known, actually. Uh, members of a group, Seeking Seven. Yes. And... Uh, Heard your music several times. Y'all are awesome. Oh, thank you. Appreciate yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Uh, now, I remember, I didn't really know exactly how large you were until uh, y'all were shooting a video, and I think y'all had, uh, y'all were doing it at the theater in Aberdeen. Yeah. Um, we shot our latest single, Crucified, in Aberdeen, and Aberdeen being my hometown, and I hardly get a chance to even go there anymore because I'm so busy, but right. uh, it was a unique opportunity to bring in a pro filmographer and use my hometown as a backdrop of uh, what I do. In my, and it was fun. It was a great Well, I'll great tell you, when I, I was driving by and I saw the line of people that were yeah, waiting like, to yeah. go in. It was huge. I'm, <laughs> I'm riding by and I'm screaming my friend's name. I was wondering, what are y'all doing here? Because I'd been out of town. I didn't know what was going on. Uh, y'all were pulling a lot of people there. Uh, we, we contribute that to this the longevity. Uh, this uh, 2019 is our 10th year as a band. Oh, wow. So uh, we've been doing this quite a while. I think we're considered wow. a veteran in, in the world of rock music at this point. <laughs> locally, at least. You know, locally. But. When did y'all start playing? Um, like, were you playing in high school? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, no, not guitar. I mean, I played music since I was uh, uh, fifth grade, I think. My sister got a drum. And uh, she would stay outside and did practice her rudiments, and she couldn't get them. And I'll watch her, and then I'll go behind her, and I'll, I'll yeah. figure out her rudiments yeah. that she was doing. And uh, uh, I was fascinated with drums since as long as I can remember. Um, but in high school, I didn't have a chance to play the drums. I, it was one of those things of like, hey, we have a free trumpet, and either you play right. trumpet or you're or not you going to be play. in band. And so I was like, I'm going to be in band one way or the other. So I learned trumpet, and uh, I fell in love with the instrument. But I didn't actually start uh, playing guitar until after I graduated. I graduated in 96 of high school, and then uh, I bought my first guitar in 97. And uh, Are you self-taught? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I was uh, in the military at this time when I bought my guitar, and most of uh, the Marines that I was surrounded by, they went out and partied and got drunk and had their things that do fights and stuff. They're things Marines do. You know, yeah. yeah, that's what they're known for. For fun. Uh, me, I, I, I closed the door to my barracks and taught myself how to play guitar. Oh, wow. Nice. So, yeah. now, what Thank you, you, by the way. For guitar, yeah. bass, Thank, oh, a little guitar. bit of piano here and there. Oh, wow. Uh, What's your favorite of all the instruments? Well, guitar. Bass. Guitar. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm actually getting pretty good at bass now. No, we're forcing we're forcing bass on them, so I'm, I was kidding. Yeah, no. I, I started playing guitar when I got my first one when I was 14. All right. Well, if y'all ever have an opening for somebody playing the skin flute? Nah, yes. I, I'm a professional. It just so happens. It just so happens. <laughs> I've, been, I've been doing that since, you know, pre-teens. So, I mean, Our previous skin flute player. Um, <laughs> So now, what genres of music do y'all like? I mean, what is your favorite? Uh, me, uh, I'm I'm definitely. You could tell I'm a child out of the nineties. Yeah, I, yeah, me too. Uh, the everything that happened. You know, I used to think when I was younger that 
to be successful in the music career, you had to be a virtuoso. You had to be an Eddie Van Halen, or you right. had to be a Steve Vai. You had to be like just a a brilliant, you right. know, talented person, or you're not. You're just wasting your time. And then I heard Nirvana, and when I heard Nirvana, I was like, no, it made ta- music tangible to me. Right. I, thought, I was right. like, listen, this guy, he's off key and he screams and. Sounds amazing, you know. It's more like the grunge style. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it, it it built confidence in me at least because I was a very unconfident child, and and uh, so that what made me want to do it. So anything that really, I mean, I fell in love with Nirvana because um, music was tangible to me, and I really liked the drummer. Um, but when I first heard Soundgarden, mm. and you know, I thought that's what music should be. That's the right. pivotal of art, and that's where music performing and art kind of merge into one and so you're you're like more of the uh not necessarily the sound but the feel behind the music the passion right the, the passion what you what you put into it the, the bits of you that you put into the song is what attracts you to the music more so than the actual playing or uh the sound of it i, I think so i think that that connection that unspeakable connection that right. you can't really explain you know i um i heard Shannon Hoon said it like this. He goes, as a songwriter, I use everything. Everything. And I didn't really know what he meant until now that I, I do spend a lot of time writing songs that you use everything. Every emotion in your body. Every story. Everything right. personal. Chris Cornell said this. He goes, if that lyric is to the point where you think that's too personal to share with people, that's when you found a, a line you need to keep. And uh, good. Yeah, and that to me has encouraged me as a writer, but um, which that's that's really what I consider myself. But as a songwriter, at least I hope I can. I'm considered a songwriter, but it's that that moment that I connect with someone, you know, musically. Right. You know, now, do you do you feel those moments every time that you're performing? I mean, are there times that you just can't connect to the crowd, or that you sure. feel that you didn't you, you didn't make that connection? Does that deter you, or does that make you want to try harder? Or, or how does well, that? Sure, it happens all the time that I don't connect, but those moments that I do, I think, are the moments I'm not trying to. Right. It's the moments that I call it, I call it the zone, I, and I, I phase everything out. It's kind of like that movie for the love of the game. It's like clear the mechanism. Right. When I get on stage, I clear the mechanism, and I do what I do, and and do it as what it meant to me. Mm-hmm. You know, like why I wrote those words and what it meant to me. And right. then at the end of the day, either people connect with it or don't. And usually when I'm not thinking about it and I'm just doing what I do is when right. it connects with people. Yeah, I'll tell you, it, it crushes me uh, as, you know, we're, I'm a performer but not in your league and I, I don't <laughs> do what you do. I'm, I'm just a little comedian. Oh, sure you are. But when, uh, <laughs> I'm working on it, but uh, I've had a, a couple bad shows myself. And I, one, we both, uh, my partner here agreed that I bombed. Everybody else seemed to like it, but I bombed. Mm-hmm. And it was yeah, Hiroshima. <laughs> and it was just crushing. I mean, I, I didn't want to go up the next time. I was, that that one bomb just almost ruined me. Oh, yeah. And, uh, we have well, a chant, a little motto that we tell each other. And in German, know what I mean? We have this thing saying, we say, remember the Holka show. Yeah. Remember the Holka show? Remember the right. Holka show. We played a show in Holka, Mississippi, and it was the most horrible thing. That you, that any of us has ever experienced in all our lives. It was yeah. it was bad from the get go. Everything was bad about it. But the thing is, is you need those bad shows. I, yeah. Well, it, you, it know, cr- you need it, I to, crushed me, but then I turned it into yeah. you know just don't do that again. Yeah, right. exactly. You know, and learn, I always try learn to, from your mistakes. I always try to mm-hmm. do pep talks before the shows now too. I just look mm-hmm. at them and I'm like, don't suck. 
Easier said than done. But no, it's you need to. I mean, that's the only way I think to to. Uh, you know, breaking new musicians in, which I have to do more times than I count, is I'll I'll book a show the next week. I mean, throw them in the deep end. I say, you know, because their their best teacher is failure. Not to quote Yoda or anything. Well, but actually, that's but you're, the, you're right. The best teacher in the world is failure. You know, in well, life and in general, like, yeah. It taught me how to hide my face on the way to the car. <laughs> so yeah. Didn't see me. Oh, but now, how often do y'all do shows? I mean, are y'all? I, mean, I know you got a very busy schedule. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't just do uh, uh, the band. You also have other enterprises as well. I mean, don't you? Yeah, have a karaoke I, company. And, I'm so addicted to my band. I have to have a second endeavor to support my band habit. Uh, <laughs> it gets <expensive>. <laughs> it does. Um, so, um, but it, it's all related, and that's the cool thing is that I get to do, you know, uh, at least something to do with music so that I can build up, um, you know, funds or whatever it might be so that I can do this. But 2018 was, as a musician, my busiest year. It started around April, and I didn't have a free week weekend until the end of the year. Wow. And uh, it got to where people were calling and requesting to book us, and we were just booked out three months or, or longer. And we're, we're all about that way now, too. Well, I know this is an expensive um, uh, we, job that you have. It is. It is. I read a, a funny thing. It said a, a musician will pack up $5,000 worth of equipment <laughs> to a $1,500 car to make $200 a night. Oh, yeah. if you're lucky. So, that's, yeah. that's a good gig. If you're lucky. <laughs> if you're lucky. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the thing is, and that's, you know, as hard as it is to be a musician this day and age, uh, one thing that's going to be separated the the wheat from the tares, if you will, is you can't do this for money. Right. You it's, it's you have to purely do it because you can't live without it, and that's I think that's where at least we are. Yeah. Uh, Jake and Germ and I and even Dakota, um, we're at that point where we you know make it, not make it, you know, uh, payout or no payout. We have just the overwhelming desire to play that it really doesn't matter at the end of the day. Right. Now, having said that, you know. I mean, we have to function as man. We got records that we want to keep putting right. out. We, I mean, so we have to, we have to charge, and we have to, you know, make a little bit because I can't keep putting all of my personal money into it. Right. You know? I got kids to feed too. You know, right? But um, well, now you uh, said you you're putting out records. What all uh, music do you have available to the public? Um, we have uh, our first EP is the Surface EP, which we went to Knoxville and recorded that. That's out on Spotify or uh, Apple Music or anywhere digital music is sold. Right. Uh, and in our second record, Chaos Before the Fall, um, we have a record previous. We don't like to talk about it. We just call it remember the, Green the Hulk. <laughs> yeah, remember the Hulk show, the Green that. Album. Don't don't listen to that one. Um, so uh, um, the Chaos Before the Fall is also available on Apple Music and. Uh, so this is actually be our fourth record that we're working on now, and the reason it hasn't been released yet because we've been working on this almost two years is because of our busy schedule. Oh, really? You know, just gigging and touring. You know, and most of my my uh, gear that I use I use for both live and studio. So um, if I do get a day break where I'm not doing anything with the band. I have to unload everything, set it up, and that takes right. all day. Oh yeah, and then by then I'm too tired to work on you know anything. Uh, so uh, it's only finished because we've been busy. So I'm gonna have to like just block out a month and say yeah, we're finishing up our record. Yeah. Well, but how many uh, original songs do y'all have? I mean, I think I recently know? counted. Uh, recently, while I'm going through it, yeah. um, we have twenty-two. Oh wow. Yeah, That's that's a lot of time. That's including the new unreleases. <clears throat> right. Yeah. That's a lot of time and personal feelings in that. Yeah. 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 Y'all write all y'all's own stuff? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. Collaborated effort. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't figure it was just one. Yeah. Um, it usually comes with, it starts as a seed with me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll uh, demo my ideas, but by the time it goes through the machine of Jake and the machine of Germ, the machine of Dakota, and in me re-looking at it and go, okay, how can I produce this to something that can be played on the radio? Um, it is not the same thing by the time it comes out the other well, end. What, what is your inspiration? I mean, did, does it just pop in your head randomly, or do you do you have to get in a mode or a certain frame of mind? Or what, what is your when I'm writing music? Uh, I don't. I can I could probably write a song right now, yeah. music wise. Just um, put a guitar in his hand. Yeah, um, I'll look at a little. <laughs> You know, make sure I'm not breaking any rules. I look at a, uh, a circle French chart, and I come up with chord progressions and riffs all day long. Um, uh, and what I usually do when I come up with something I actually like, I'll demo it. Then I'll put it in my car with no lyrics or anything, and I'll just hum along until, until I get melodies in my head. Because music for me always comes first. I'll demo the music first. Then um, And it works differently. This is just one way I do it. That's it, the majority of it. But... Um, if I get a melody I like, maybe sometimes the words come quickly. Sometimes it's, I've had riffs that I had in my back pocket for two or three or four years before I found any found inspiration. That goes with it. Yeah. Right. Is Work, it with lyric wise, yeah. you yeah. just start out with one thing and build on to it. Or? Yeah. I, when I was doing my own solo stuff, I always wrote the same way. I always came up with the music first, and then. I'd find the melody, put the lyrics to it, stuff like that. Yeah. Usually, something something will move me emotionally um, when it comes to lyrics, um, an event or something in my personal life. Something will move me emotionally that I'll just mentally get on my soapbox about. And if I come up with a line about that, then I want to make a story out of it. Well, yeah. there is there any subject that's like off limits? See, like on this uh, podcast we did, we tr- there are certain subjects that we try to steer clear of. Mm-hmm. Uh, politics, you know, politics, yeah. religion, yeah. you know the the taboo things. Mm-hmm. Right. Are there uh, things that are taboo for y'all in your music? Or? Probably politics. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, politics is the biggest thing to make people hate you. Yeah, yeah. nowadays yeah. it is, uh, especially mm-hmm. now more than ever. Yeah. And, that's that's one way to alienate your fan base. Right. Yeah. Is, is start. And the thing is, you'll have a common denominator, which is the music, and yeah. they'll love you for that. But the moment you say, you know, love you, Boma, or something like yeah. that, and then all of a sudden, oh, we hate you, yeah. you know, uh, or whatever, you know. So, yeah, I, I try to stay clear of that. Now, the things that I do, and I've written several songs about this, I, I despise mistreatment of other people. Yeah. Uh, I hate racism with a passion. Amen. And I've written a lot of songs about it, and sometimes it's hard to talk about those subject and not get political, you right? Know, well, to yeah, a certain degree. Hand hand. Yeah, but um, it, it comes down to this: despite what I politically believe, the bottom line is I don't believe in any human being mistreating another human being for any reason at all. I agree. And uh, I agree. so a lot of us, a lot of a lot of what I was in my lyrics is that a lot of them, you know, I, I just plugged in there somewhere. Wow. That's that's a good message. Hidden or out in the open, that's a good message, especially not just black and white, Hispanic and Asian or whatever. Uh, not just creed. Just I mean, this mistreatment of another people, bullying. Yeah. You know. Well, everybody seems to, to want to try to put themselves in one jar nowadays. Like you're either white or you're black or you're mm-hmm. whatever. Well, well, nobody's pure anymore. I mean, <laughs> come on, let's face it. Right. And uh, it's it's all uh, stereotypical uh, bullshit nowadays. 
that separate people anyway. And uh, now that you're putting these messages in your music, mm -hmm. and one of the biggest things to a, a teenager or preteen is music nowadays. I yeah. mean, how many times as a kid did we lock ourselves in a room and turn the fucking radio as loud as we can? That's and, I mean, then, you know, parents, y'all just don't understand what I'm going through, the music. Mm -hmm. you know, I can I'm feel just, the music. Yeah. And if you can put that message out in music, which would help shape the, the younger generation's minds and their thought patterns, well, you're doing a, a service to everybody. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you're you're trying to, to better shape the world through your craft, and I, I shit, I salute you, man. I mean, oh, that's, thanks. Uh, that's awesome. That's you're definitely what we do. Weekend, I, mean. I, I told um someone earlier, I was like, I, I tried to write a song that didn't mean anything, and I failed. You know, <laughs> I, 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 I always write something. That it's There's very, very deep, sometimes spiritual, sometimes it's emotional. There's a song, a story, and there's emotion. There's deep meaning behind everything yeah. that I write. Yeah, there's yeah. there's never any just abstract yeah. moments in it. I mean, it's all, if you it's listen all to it, it's, it's yeah. a story, mm. like from start to finish. I've listened really. to some really messed up music that... Uh, has never made any sense to me. And everybody's like, I tell my friends, music all, it means something to somebody. I'm like, have you ever listened to Bismarcky? Yeah. <laughs> I, tell me what that means. You know, you got what I need. Right. But, uh, yeah, I really, I really like what y'all do. Uh, I really appreciate it. Thank and, you. Uh, if you could change the, the industry that you're in in any way, what would be your biggest thing that you would change? That's a good question. Uh, for one, uh, there is no business model anymore. Right. Um, and that's what's wrong. And no one knows what to do. No one. There is no answer. There's uh, no magic equation. There, there is no answer. Yeah. Um, and that's why you're having, you know, like BMI and uh, ASCAP and all these other publishing companies, these major companies, you know, uh, hurting the little guy and hurting the little businesses because the fact that CD sales aren't what they used to be. Now, used to, the record companies would just rob the bands blind. Right. Now, there's nothing to take from the bands. There's nothing there. There's no, you know, you put out an album and everyone's heard of it. No one's bought it. Right. Uh, and that's kind of our story. It's, it's everybody's story. It's not just... Our story. It's Jane's addiction story. It's um, it's the Foo Fighters story. You know, they're they're not moving records in the bulk that they once did. Matter of fact, it's funny that um, it the one song that made the most money and charted on the Billboard highest. You know what that was this year? Baby Shark. Don't get him. Why? Why? Okay. Why? Why? The question is why that song. Uh, is it good? No, it's because there's nothing new coming out. The yeah, only a, successfully touring artists right now are um, the ones that already had a following that they established way right. back in the day. You know, they're the only ones that's making major waves in the touring. You know, everybody wants to go see, um, you know, Journey play. You know, yeah, Journey's right. already got a freaking fan base, oh, but yeah. you know, these new bands, there's just that's the ripple effect of what's going on, and. The question was, what would I do to change that? Um, uh, probably nothing, right. if that's an odd answer. Right. Probably nothing, because um, it, the thing is, is that um, there's no way of going back to the way it used to be. 
Right. Well, yeah. it's it's right. it's not it's not going to reverse itself. People are not going to stop sharing music. Right. Everything, you everything can't is, beat it. You can't beat it. You're going to have to roll with it. Music has come so accessible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Internet just, that, uh, it's just readily that? accessible right, right there well, for What you. was the name of the, the band that uh sitting at a bar on the inside? Like, Rehab. 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 Yeah. Uh, their song had been on the internet. They said if they had just got a penny every time it had been downloaded, mm-hmm. they would have been over you know, made over a million dollars just off download. And they didn't make any money off the sale of the song. Yeah. Because yeah. it had been released on the internet first. Mm-hmm. So the internet basically is, is really crunching y'all. Yeah, uh, it really is. in the business yeah. more than anybody else. Well, I mean, that's well, like yeah. when you get royalties and stuff from like iTunes and stuff, you get yeah. like half a penny. <laughs> yeah. You know, per we got, sale. I think we got 30 cents for a thousand plays. Wow. Yeah. You know, I think it was something like that. So basically, stuff like that is better for getting you out there than for making money. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, never before has an independent artist like ourselves uh, had been able to internationally release music uh, right. until iTunes, you know, and other file sharing sites, you know, uh, or music downloads. Now we can we can do that. I, from my living room, I've launched a CD and... People in Russia have bought our records. It's pretty cool. I can internationally release a record. I don't have the big promotion engine to let the world know that it's out there, or much less I don't have the power to let them know that not only is it out there, you should also buy it. You know, I don't have that publicity behind me, but I can release something uh, myself. And the thing is, is I think at the end of the day, like I mentioned before, is the ultimate separation from the wheat from the tares. I think that people who jump in the music industry to get something, money and fame out of it, they're gonna see it's not there and they're gonna they're gonna migrate to T V movies or acting or something to that effect. They're gonna weed themselves out. Exactly. Yeah. And the only people that's gonna be left standing are the ones that just have to do it. And to me those musicians that just have to do it write the better stuff. Yeah. You know, so Well I mean that's why I don't think I would do anything. If you're you know? if you're doing it and you're not making the money, but you're still doing it. Your mm-hmm. your passion's in it. Your heart's in it. Mm-hmm. You know, this is your being. This is not what you. This is not what you do to make money. This is what you do because who you are. Exactly. So as long if you're doing anything, but for that reason, you're going to put more into it. You're going to you know, you're going to survive the hardships for the love of your craft. Right. Yeah. And I mean, that, you come out on the other side. So everybody's going to pout about it for a little while. But those who get back up off the couch and start doing it again are ones that just can't. You know, I don't care. I'm like, I got to play. I gotta go somewhere tonight, and play. Right. You know, that's the thing with me doing karaoke and stuff. I love doing that too, but it's when people don't want to listen to live music. At least I still have a chance to do it some way in right. another form. Because I can't you're in not it somehow. I yeah. can't not do it. You know, I, yeah. I gotta go perform. I gotta go play. I gotta go sing. You know, the the last thing crossing your mind at this point too. You know, where we're at is, you know, wanting to get signed, wanting to get signed because there's no such thing as that. Now we turned down eleven record contracts in six and seven. Uh, and they're all coming down to the same thing. They're offering me things that I've been doing myself. I wanted them to offer me something I can't do. I wanted them to offer me a booking agency and a, a PR and a publicity. I wanted I wanted to get that out of a record company, mm-hmm. but nobody wanted to invest that. They're like, let me put you in my studio. Let me put you in my uh, uh, producer and let me take my photos and use my stuff. Charge you for all this might I had. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you owe it back to the record company. I'm like, no thanks. I can do that at my own. Right. I yeah. got my home recording studio. I bought a camera. We're doing pretty good. Yeah. You put my Surfers record up with any record in any record store, and it stands up. You know, it's it's just as well produced, just as uh, just as well released as anything at any record company has ever done as well. And now that, that's not arrogance. 
Right. That's just I know the quality. The quality of it is just as well as anything that you have out there. I don't need a record company to do what I know how to do. Right. Yeah. I want a record company to to pick up those holes that I can't do. I, I'm I'm terrible at publicity. I need a management company to come in and you know put me on these huge festivals. You know, so right. I get my name out bigger. Nobody wanted to invest that, and nobody will. There, those artist development packages are gone. Yeah. They left with the music industry when it died. Yeah, you know, I mean, basically at this point, you sign on just to get a loan to pay back. That's mm -hmm. it. I yeah, mean, I'll I can to, do that with student loans. And if you don't whatever, pay, you know, I've talked to a couple other people. Why would I? Why would I sign a seven record deal? That won't last of two records. If right. if it lasts two records, that'll be lucky, you yeah. know. Because what happens is then your band will fall apart and it will break mm -hmm. up, and you'll still be trapped in that contract, and I can't sign with someone else. Yeah, right. either that yeah. or they'll shelve you. Yeah, just and that's only what they do. They yeah. shelve you to. They'll pick up five bands that sound the same, and they'll dissect those five bands to make one band. Um, because they have like this guy's got a great bass player and he has a look and he'll you know, make the next one and this band. yeah. yeah. And this guy over here, he's he's cute. He'll work too, you know. And yeah. then they miss and match, and so they shove all these other bands, making you think that hey, you know, you're on a record contract, and we're gonna put you in the studio. Yeah, they'll keep you busy doing that stuff, but meanwhile, what right. you don't understand that they're really keeping you from being successful, so they can they're buying out their competition. Yeah, I talked to two or three other bands in the past. They said that you sign on with a company, they give you this like million dollar sign on bonus or whatever but then everything you do comes out of that money yeah everything I mean, you, you do, go yeah. to a, a premiere opening they want you to mm -hmm. arrive in style but you got to pay for the limo and you got to pay for the clothes and everything to go there mm -hmm. so basically all you're doing is repaying a loan that they gave you you're well, not making at a high that. high interest rate yeah that, you, do, you don't make money at this i mean like he said earlier i mean we're all at that point where we know we're not going to make a lot of money doing this mm -hmm. but it's the passion behind it and right. i mean I, I, I wouldn't sign a record contract if you put one from me right now. I, I don't want that. You right. know? Yeah. You know, and that's the oddest thing you probably heard a musician ever say, but I really don't. I have no ambition. Right. But I do want to keep doing what I'm doing. And I had an epiphany probably three or four years ago. And the uh, epiphany was just this. It was like I said, man, I just want to make music for a living. And then the, the epiphany was I do. I have my own studio, my own house. Nobody's telling me I can't put out a record. Nobody's telling me I can't write a song. No one's telling me anything. I can do what I want to do. And that's when, like, all ambition of going and playing their game left my yeah. body and mind. I didn't even want it anymore. I just wanted to do what I do on my own terms. Right. So basically, basically, it's like a double, the, the Internet has been a double-edged sword to you. Number one, it, it hurts the musician because of the availability of the music to everybody cutting you know, the, the money yeah. aspect out, but also it ties you into the world in ways that you couldn't be before. Yeah. And it takes the power out of the, the corporate hands, a lot, of, a lot of the power, and it puts it into your in hands, your hands. To where you can do what you want. Yeah. And the biggest thing is like technology has caught up where you don't need these big soundproofing rooms in a million dollar build, a building with a million dollar uh, infrastructure with all this outboard gear and tape machines like you had to do in the 60s and 70s right. and 80s you know now you can build records off your laptop right. you know and there's so much creative control and freedom to it and that there really is now I wish that I can go in those old studios and use oh, all yeah. that vintage gear and, yeah. Oh, yeah. and record on tape but the beauty part and this is what I love the most about our latest album that we're yet to release hopefully we get it out soon 
is I did, when we recorded that album, I treated everything like we're doing analog gear. I use no digital, you know, effects. Everything that you hear is real. It's not many so drum placement. you got really old sound from the raw. classic music. Super raw. It's, it's, you know, if it landed on the record, it's because we finally played it right. You know, instead of taking the guitar, getting the section right, looping it a thousand times so it'll be just perfect. We actually played it. You yeah. Know? And we, wow. The real drums, we didn't replace them with MIDI files. They were real drums, real people, real human behind the instruments. I can't and, wait to hear that. And that's what, that's what we're uh, most excited about this record is that it's super raw. You well, know? We've been talking about a lot of the good parts. Oh, am I hogging everything? Go for it. <clears throat> we've been talking about all the good parts, but has the music in this business cost you anything? Has it? You know, other than time, money, and so has it, I know it costs you a lot of that, but uh, out of your personal life, have you sacrificed things that you, you know, like relationships yes. or, you know, things like that uh, yeah. for this industry? Yeah. yeah. Oh, for the biggest thing for me, I think for everybody. And I hope I'm not is, getting too personal. No, you're fine. No. Um, we had, uh, uh, me and my wife had twins a couple months ago. Wow. And they're 11 years old. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was about to say, I just had uh, twin grandkids, and I was about to say, wow, we got something in common, but now they're 11 years old. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know where that time went. Right. right. You, you can't know? get it back. I was there with them every day, and we'd done a lot of touring, but because of my busy lifestyle, because the thing is, is I don't just do this for a living. I have to have a day job. You know, mm. I have to do that to support them. So I work 40 hours a week. And then I put at least 60 hours in this every week. It doesn't leave much time for family. Right. And uh, and the point of it is, is have I lost out or sacrificed something? I probably paid, aside from death, the ultimate sacrifice. Yeah. yeah. And um, and that's something that, you, A, you take for granted. Two, people don't know that they don't really realize, you know. Yeah. And especially those who really don't realize that are the ones that give me a call or a text and say, Man, we really liked you come all the way to Atlanta, six hour drive, but we can't pay you anything. Yeah. You know, well, we might get you some tips or something. And the point of it is, is like you want to smile and be nice, but at the same time, you're like, you, you just have no idea yeah. well, you got what I'm sacrificing you. for that. You right. know? And I mean, that's a weekend away from my kids. That's a six hour trip. That's gas yes. money I'm not yeah. going to get. I was like, and then. Am I gonna get really any new fans out of it? I don't know, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. But the thing is, then is, you gotta weigh the odds. Or you know, do yeah. I get the five fans, or do I, you yeah. know, make five hundred dollars, or what? I mean, but yeah. you know, that Easter morning that I want to miss with my children, I'll never get back again. Yeah, right. you know. And why do I keep doing it though? Why do I keep playing that? You know, because again, it's that passion. Right. I absolutely love it. I can't imagine my life doing it. And I'm lucky. I'm lucky. I got a fan, a family that. That, that wants that same thing for me and for us yeah. and uh if it if it wasn't for that family support i would have i would have had to drop out a long time ago i mean life gets you it gets everybody that's the best musicians are sitting at home tonight because family's first right you know the best musicians in the world we've had them in our band you know and the reason they're not touring with us right now is because they couldn't swing both ends of the bat you right. know and I'm, I'm lucky. I'm lucky in two forms. Uh, I went and established me a career before I started trying to make mm -hmm. a career in music. Um, and secondly, so I got my nights and weekends. I got a good job that pays the bills, you know. Uh, that's one thing I have working for me. Um, and uh, two is that every moment I do get to spend with my family, I, I really shut out the outside world. Yeah. 
and it's just I guess me it, and him. This would also make you appreciate your your family and the time that you have a lot more. I mean, if you have little time, the time that you do have becomes more precious to you. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, what all did the the career cost you? Or uh, two marriages. <laughs> um, just you know time away from the kids and right. stuff like that and you know i've got a, a two-year-old daughter now and 11 year old and a nine-year-old yeah, i see the pictures you posted yeah of your daughter yeah cute thank you appreciate that but she's yeah. she's, she's ass. oh yeah <laughs> she's definitely me made over and also getting off subject uh we were talking before we started the interview about your uh the cosplay stuff yeah you're, my Jeremy's god you're awesome thank you i do all that stuff from the house too and then you know i the comic book store in Amory. In Amory, right. Arcadia. Yeah, they, yeah Arcadia uh, Comics and uh, Collectibles. Speaking of, is they're having a hard time keeping his stuff in that store. It's selling oh, really? out so I fast. I see the stuff that you post. You yeah. If you, if you see the stuff he posts, you want to get a chance to buy it. You, if you see it in the store, you better snatch it up because yeah, it goes fast. Yeah, and I'm to the point now where I'm just going to have to start really buckling down and start, you know, making you're, some you're more. You're Batman Beyond... Outfit was awesome. Have you seen I, the Iron Man video? I was looking at that, uh, all the different helmets that you were making, and uh, I think you were doing, weren't you doing the Ant-Man and Wasp? Yeah, the, did the Ant-Man and the Wasp, and then I actually just finished, well, I say just finished, uh, the only part I still got left is, you know, the little gauntlet parts for the hands around the fingers, Right. but the Iron Man suit is My, uh, doing. My favorite is the unfinished piece he's working on now, too, uh, it's the Magneto helmet. Yeah. It's oh, so, it's so yes. badass. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, got, I got a raw picture of that one. Oh, you need to post that on our. Uh, We're gonna put this page. picture next to the microphone so you listeners can <laughs> <Yeah>. see it. <laughs> Get out, y'all love it. Yeah, I mean between that, I mean being able to do that from home, you know, mm-hmm. with the kids right. and stuff, and then it that that's a little better. But like you know, taking time away for like when we would go to where we had to go to Pennsylvania, we've been to New York, and you know we try to incorporate family coming along with right. us too as much as we can for that. But is it cost efficient sometimes yeah. that's yeah. the hard yeah. part yeah i can imagine that. again you but, know me exception in a career before i tried to do anything in music that that's helped a lot you probably know? the biggest thing for me though that i have to say that i've i lost other than well i was ready to grab the guns off the <laughs> man he, he jumped up i'm like right. get guns boys other than other than you know the, 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 like a squeaky door the, right. two, <laughs> the two divorces or whatever i think probably my hair your hair and your hair. <laughs> yeah. I used to have long hair, believe it or not. Can you, what you mean? Can you uh, <laughs> correlate the losses to the music? Is that or the is that a the big big probably, part of it? It probably has to do with the stress from the divorces. Divorces. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's the magneto on this. I haven't even got oh, it painted God. yet. That is sharp. We're going to the Comic Con this year, and uh, I've been trying to talk him into changing his his outfit. He, uh, is it okay? Go for it. He wants to go as Kingpin. Oh, yeah. But now, he's got got a shaved head, so I'm thinking if we put the airbender arrow on his head, (laughs) and and then get, uh, some, build him some arms from, like, Bender from Futurama, he could be King Bender. There you go. He could be a fusion, uh, Yeah, just crossover. That would be awesome. But now, where are y'all? Uh, oh, wait, no, I've got some other questions for you. Uh, tell me about your fan base. Uh, what do your fans mean to y'all? Everything. Uh, again, the, we haven't. We wouldn't. I have, know you're pulling a lot of fans. We, well, we wouldn't be a band this long if we didn't have people that like. When we released Castle for the Fall, I was like, ah, I'm putting some. 
personal money in this thing. We started a, a like a crowd supporting funding, mm-hmm. and we met our goal. And then we sold out in a month after the release. Wow. And it blew my mind. And I had to get online and just say, look, I didn't know if I would ever be able to make another album, but now I will. Uh, because y'all are actually buying this thing. And I, I didn't expect it. I really thought maybe I would, you know, you know, hustle them out of the back of my car, uh, maybe sell a hundred of them or something. Uh, but when we sold the first thousand in the, just a couple months of the release, we were, wow. I was, it blew my mind. I had not. And the thing is, is we've had the funds and, and the support to do this new record. It's just the time I haven't had. Yeah. And, um, so again, each record release, if there's going to be a one after that, it depends on how good that record does. Well, I bet y'all yeah. are pulling more tail than a six-year-old at a petting zoo. No, <laughs> I'm telling you, I bet. No, oh, really God. not. I mean, it's like, after yeah, 15 years of marriage, you think does that, that really way. still happen? <laughs> I say I'm that thinking it's like, it's like unfathomable to me because after 15 years of marriage, you think does that still go on? People do that, right? Exactly. Check <laughs> out a collection of panties. Is that a thing? Every night. Like I mean, I have no, I have. I, don't I tell you what, that. my wife is my I mean, best. I've had to sign some stuff. My wife is my best security guard. I, I will, I will say that. She, right. She'll well, stand guard, boy. I'm gonna film one of your shows and I'm gonna throw my underwear on stage at you. I hope it didn't wipe a couple of y'all out. Nah. <laughs> I'm a big boy, but I'm gonna come up here and throw some underwear at you. Um, I'm about to rub or rub elbows with you so I can get some of y'all's. You I know, tell you what, we we'll take all the fans we can get. Yeah, you know, yeah I, do. I know y'all are pulling a lot like, of people at your shows. One of my favorite shows that we did was the place the spot in Tupelo that yeah. used to be there, and we sold that place out like it was wall to wall full of people, like to the point where. Him oh, and yeah. Aaron were able to crowd surf. I crowd surf. Over from one, from the stage all the way to the bar across the room. It was yep. really cool. And that was right after the release of the um, Surface, Surface record. And yeah. there was a lot of hype behind that one. And well, I know uh, y'all played at you know, my home place, the Tampico Bay. Yes. And y'all, yeah, did, that was a, a, y'all did a benefit for the the, the Brawl Stars, which yes. is the, uh, the, roller, the roller derby, derby team. And yes. they was, had a nice crowd there. And... Uh, we had a great time that night. That was a that was which a we know show. some of the same people outside of uh, mm-hmm. the band and all. And I think uh, Jessa was one of your uh, stagehands. Yes, yes. Uh, um, I don't see her much. Jessa anymore. married my cousin, so right. uh, yeah, and she used to uh, be the the official Kill Girl merch. Kill girl. Yeah. Kill girl. Kill girl. The Kill J, <laughs> Kill the Kill J. J. merch girl. She was a button. No, she wasn't a bunny. But uh, no, she was a Kill J merch girl for a long time. And now she what? Now, out too. What was Kill J? Oh, Kill J's still going on. Yeah. That's Mark Clinton's band. And yeah. I'd done some fill-in for them, and uh, at a time they needed some guitar work done. I produced an album for them, right. and I had, you know, in a position where I had too many irons in the fire, and I stepped away, and then Jerm did the same thing. He was in Kill J for a little while. About two um, years. Yeah, and uh, um, they're still going. I don't hear a lot of them. I mean, well, I, they're right now they're working on... They've uh, been a band longer than us. ...doing some recordings and stuff oh, that like that. Doing? So, yeah, they're getting ready to start booking some They shows. formed in 2001, I believe. 2001 or 2002. So, the, um, and they're they're still at it, you know. They're, I know they're a uh, bass player. I call him Redbeard. Uh, you used, used to, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah player. Player. I mean, he, Joe, he moved off, but yeah. I, I call him Redbeard. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I Joe. Know, I like Joe, man. He's a good dude. Joe and Allison are great. His wife is a trip. He's in Memphis now. He's yeah. he's uh, and still she, playing. Uh, she runs marathons now. I think. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Getting Joe involved in some of those too. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which I don't. I hadn't seen him in a while. I have him on my Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mentioned. Uh, talk to him every now and then. Very seldomly, but. Uh, 
Yeah, they're awesome people. Oh, yeah. But now, what, do y'all have anything coming up soon? Or y'all, oh, are y'all booked? Or? We do. Uh, and forgive me, please. I should have been more prepared. Um, I had at least four people ask me. He's like, what are y'all doing next week? And I'm like, I'm, you know. I'm straining to think. I don't. I don't know. I have to go to my work where I write all my gigs on my well, calendar. Uh, I know I'm booked. Um, if you'll message it to me, we'll put it on our yeah. verbal, uh, verbal abuse page when we release this. Mm-hmm. So if anybody listens to it, it's around. We hopefully have one or two listeners that'll listen to it and know where you're playing. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, I know we got some stuff coming up. I know I got some karaoke things coming up too, and and both are fun. The full band nights are the best. Um, let me think here. The twenty third, um, the twenty third of February, we're bringing a band called Harsh with us, and we're going to split a gig. And we're either going to do that, believe it or not, at Tampico Bay, or we're going to do oh, that or at um, uh, Patty's and Steens. Right. Um, and there, and the fifteenth of February, we're going to be playing at Muddy Waters. All right. So those two, I can think of right off the bat. Um, that we got that we're playing locally. Yeah, I've got to reschedule my show at Tampico Bay. We, the rain, you know, it settles down there, and they yeah, they that, it floods there. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. put on Facebook I should have hired a lifeguard. But <laughs> ended up it didn't flood at all, and we canceled for no reason. But we we, we played there twice now, and that's one of my favorite places. Yeah, play. I, I love flooded. that back yeah. where they opened it up, and mm-hmm. they're, they're going to make some more changes to the front bar. You know, there's two or three bars in there. Mm-hmm. And they're gonna. Uh, they're talking about fencing in the front area and putting a couple of chairs, uh, tables out there, mm-hmm. so they can use the the uh, little bar, mm-hmm. which I like. The little bar. It's got a, what they call the cigar room on the side, yes. where you can go in there and smoke <laughs> and, and enjoy. But I do want to. I want to thank you. Uh, you're looking at me funny, like why? Uh, we mentioned your cosplay and and, and working on. You know, there's a lot of stereotype to being a nerd, which I, I yeah. call myself a nerd, and now here you are, a rocker. Which, you know, all kids are like, oh, I wish I was a rocker. I want to be a rocker when I grow up. And here you are, nerd, too. I hope you yeah. don't mind that word. There, there you go. So we, we, uh, we live in weird times. Yeah. You know, where I've now always, it's cool to be a nerd. Yeah, yeah. Cool to be, I've um, always been a nerd. I've always been big into collecting comics. I still collect comics. So. Oh, oh I'll tell you the story about my comics. Oh, uh, no, no. <laughs> my brother and I were huge collectors. And back before comics were cool, yeah. we would go to the used bookstores and buy everything they had. We'd make them an offer like, I'll give you $30 for all of it, and they would get it out of here. So we had tons of stuff going back all the way to the, the Dime Western. God, uh, you got a good waitress. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we had a house fire, and uh, at our last count, we had over 10,000 comics. God, lost, he did. All, lost all of them but one trunk, and it was oh, soaking wet. Damn. So, no. Yeah, it was horrible. That's heartbreaking. Oh, yeah, it was horrible. We quit collecting after that. We just couldn't. But uh, we had, uh, like, the first appearance of Deadpool. I, I bought 14 of that because yeah. I knew it was going to be good. You know, I'm like, this is going to be good. It came. It was in a sealed package, had a little collector's card in each one. I bought 14 of them, lost them all. Oh, no. So, I mean, it, it's horrible. Well, I don't just collect, you know, the comic books and stuff. I actually still collect, like, Action figures, action figures and, and pop, right. uh, the Funko Pops. Yeah, I, I've got started collecting those now too. And that's, a, that's an addictive. expensive hobby. Yes, it, mean, it can be. That is, oh, but so food. can be buying guitars and yeah. uh, music <laughs> equipment too. So, well, they say one guitars are like tattoos. You know, they one are. leads to two, two leads to twenty. Uh, I, I'm looking really around. Prime <laughs> example. <laughs> um, Walking billboard. You got a that. man's mecca in here. You got guns. You got deer. You got guitars. 
So you got everything in here. This is like the man cave. Yeah. This this that's <clears throat> what it is. This the uh, got the stereo. Stereo here. Well, we can live in here. <laughs> the thing is, if I if I wasn't a musician and it, walking in my house is like walking into Guitar Center, they're all on the wall. Yeah. Um, Oh, if I wasn't a musician, if you, if you weren't doing this, what would you do? Uh, if if I didn't spend all the money I've spent on music gear, I would probably have a huge comic collection myself. Uh, comics well, and movies. You could probably like buy a house and a car with the money y'all have. Yeah. Spend over years <laughs> just in music. There's, I think the value of my music gear is probably over the value of my house. Yeah. Oh my God. I think most so. likely. It's probably it's close. It's, wow. it's close. I'm sure. <laughs> Well, what is, what is the best advice you can give? Uh, I don't know what, how long we've been on here, but 44. I don't want to piss anybody off. Uh, that's the biggest complaint I'm having. Is I, I keep saying, what time are we on here? That was from him. That was from him. Yeah. But uh, uh, what is the biggest bit of advice you could give anybody that's considering going the route that y'all go? And music, as a In musician. Music, yeah. Never um, give up. I would say, uh, yeah, don't give up, for sure. Um, uh, don't expect anything. Right. Don't expect a fan base. Right. Don't expect people like to like what you do. Don't just put a band together and think, well, want people going to my shows. I mean, that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, if you write good songs, Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that's the bottom line. And I think that's most people forget. They'll they'll start with their image and they'll start with, you know, everything but the music. You gotta have a lot of you gotta have a lot of patience and stuff too. Because I mean. Rob is a prime example of this. He's basically been the babysitter. I mean, because there's times where we just like get at each other and just yin, 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 back and forth. And it's like, Rob, has to play referee. Yeah. It's like, you know, one go to one corner, one go to the other. But I mean, that's that's another thing is you got to be patient about it. You got to right. be patient with each other and, and don't work ex- through it. Don't expect anything. I mean, the thing is, if the, if the product's good, people are going to catch on to it. Yep. So you're saying yeah. lyrics are the more more important over the the music skill itself i think so yeah you know get your message through and then the music will come through behind it i think so yeah i think uh i think so too because uh you know uh most songs that you hear today they're like bed sheets you know you use them they feel good for the moment. You sold them, then you send them off the wash, and they're probably forgotten about. Right. Most songs are like that, you know. But if you treat your songs to be something more like a blanket or a quilt, something you can wrap in up forever. Yeah. Yep. You know. That's good. That's. That's, good. Yeah. that's, that's good. what. You, you know, you should write. You should write music. <laughs> yeah, you should write. That's that, good. And then you know, yeah. Well, they, I mean, that's they become your children. Basically, yeah. I mean, this you think about a babies. Zeppelin song, right? Yeah, that was recorded with some of the you know, poor technology. Mm-hmm. I mean, compared to what we have today, I'm sure it was top line in their day, but in the 60s. But I can put a Zeppelin song with any modern radio station, mm-hmm. and it, I mean, they put it in the Thor movie, and it was just BA, right? It was yeah, so absolutely. amazing, and that was recorded and written in the totally 60s. Right. That's a blanket, that's something you can wrap in up forever. Most. It's not a one. It's not Macarena. It's not no, a, you know. Yeah, that's, <laughs> it's not that's, a, that's something you will, you will never you know? hear on the radio. Is now the second big hit from Lost El Rio. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. exactly. You will never hear that said by the. You know? uh, so focus on your art. Focus on what you do, and don't worry about everything else. If it's good, people catch on. Right, well, what is the most underrated band, in your opinion, that's that hit? 
made it a little bit, but maybe you don't hear so anymore. But what's the most underrated band in your opinion? I have a lot, a long list, but I'll narrow it to one. Uh, Smile Empty Soul. Smile Empty Soul. Love that band. And they should be bigger than they are. Wow. Yeah, I'm going to agree with that. I Smile, like Smile Empty, Empty Soul. Soul. I, I'm a sucker for three-piece bands. Right. You know, I like I like three-piece bands. You know, I like, you know, it's, it's raw. You have to be a... You have to be a musician. There's a lot of coordination going into singing and playing at the right. same time, and and uh, the the three piece bands like Chevelle and uh, you know there's just not many on Green Day even. Uh, the, I've always been a sucker for a good three piece, and uh, Smile Empty Soul is a perfect example of that. Causes. And their songwriting is just unreal, and I don't know why they're not bigger than they are. Cause is another good three-piece band. Yeah, I'm a sucker for a good three-piece with extra mashed taters. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> How can people find Seeking Seven? Um, first, you can go to uh, www.seeking and then put the number seven and then spell out seven. Seeking seven seven dot com. Uh, that's our website. We got EPK on there too. So everything that you need to know about us is there. All our links to all our shows, links to videos um, that we have on YouTube is there. Uh, then all our links to our social media is also there. If you want to bypass the site and go straight to social media, we're everywhere. Um, yeah. Twitter and Facebook, facebook.com slash seeking, the number seven, seven. We're on there. Um, you can uh, search Germ Farah. You can search Robbie Ross, uh, Dakota Clayton, uh, Jack Andrews, and you know, it, it'll all lead you there. You don't went over this once. <clears throat> How can people buy your music? Um, anywhere digital music is sold or come to a show and that's the best way to get it yeah. Yeah. I'm a sucker to listen to a whole album from start to finish not just a single and I like it in some sort of physical form yeah that's me and uh, you can uh, there's also a web store on our website that I just previously mentioned uh, seeking7.com you can also buy physical copies there but um, most people buy their stuff digitally so you can go to Apple Rhapsody um, Walmart Music um, uh, the, the Google Play Store anywhere digital music is sold we're there CD baby. What about merch? Merch. We got all kinds of stuff. All that's available also at our web store on our website, seeking7.com. And of course, any show we carry with us. And we have all kinds of cool stuff. We got beanies, t shirts, wristbands. Uh, there's yeah. one there. Uh, wristband. Yeah, that's uh, we have three different flavors of t shirts right now. We're about to add a fourth. Uh, uh, what else? And we're about yeah, we're about to redo our merch again. So we're gonna have like ladies' underwear and I'll buy some. Of, yeah. <laughs> Just gonna we're gonna have You'll all kinds of I'll wear some. Yeah. If you can think of it, we'll, we're gonna make it. We got uh, cool cups that we have on our merch table now. Well, real quick, where did the name Seeking Seven come from? Does that have a hidden meaning or? Yeah, it kind of does. Um, One you want to tell? Yeah, I'll tell it. Um, okay. That's a. It's a question that my I... My girlfriend keeps telling me she's been seeking seven for years and she ain't found it <laughs> she, with me, so... Well, she at least made it to six. Well, guess, you know, <laughs> that's different. Has she at least made it to six. <laughs> yeah. um, what a good night. So, um, it's warm. Uh, not to get real spiritual or religious, but um, I used to do this Bible study uh, on the number seven. And if you ever done the Bible study, the seven church ages, seven day creation, seven is... A type and shadow example of what um, God is, this spiritual perfection or perfection. It's God's perfect number, right. if you will. And um, um, I used to do that Bible study a lot. So something seven, seven churches, seven mm-hmm. angels. Um, that number seven always resonated with me for a long time because of that Bible study. And uh, I think it was uh, came from some of the frustration of 
mostly Christian, which I consider myself a Christian, and I do have a special relationship with God personally, but not nothing that I push on anyone else. Right, and I right. think that most Christians have this expectation that if you don't look like me, dress like me, talk like me, walk like me, you ain't one of me. Right. And they end up shunning you away from the whole purpose that God wants you to have a relationship with him yep. and not those physical things. And so me saying seeking seven is saying that to be a Christian, you don't have to be perfect. Amen. You know, it's that, you know, Christian means Christ-like. It means you're striving to, but it doesn't mean you will be. As you're human, moving towards that point. As humans, I wrote my one of our first songs, um, it's called A Long Way, about that same subject, where um, there's this lady that, um, when I was doing this uh, program uh, for alcohol and chemical treatment, uh, people who struggle with addictions and anger management, she was a student that was um, uh, sentenced to me from the court system, and she lost her kids to the DHS system. And uh, I started working with her a lot because I saw that she really wanted her kids back, and she had a long list of things she had to check off to get her children back. And I was helping her one by one check these things off. And then uh, this went on for months and months. We bought food. Me and my wife bought food to her, clothes. We convinced her to start coming to our church and things like that. And um, then all of a sudden, she just fell off the map. I hadn't heard from her in weeks and weeks and weeks. And the same class I used to teach in our, our local uh, jails and detainment centers. Um, so one, I went to the, one morning, I went to the jail to teach the same anger management, you know, Bible study type class. And then I was getting my notes out, and I set them down. I looked up, and there she sat there she was. in prison. And it broke my heart. And that moment, I was angry. I mean, I just wanted to wring her neck because I'm like, mm -hmm. we've come, so come so far away. And and but at the same time, I couldn't be so angry about her that I gave up on her. I could, I had to keep going. Right. And from that moment, my my mind. That's when I kind of had that mindset of. It's not in life how many times you fall, it's how many times you're able to pick yourself back up. And that's, that's what good. kept me wanting to fight for her. You know, even though she failed and tripped up, I'm right. not going to give up on her. And I might fail, and she might fail as a human, you know. And she may not ever get her kids back, but I'm not going to give up on her, you know. Well, that's good. And, hey, are you still in touch with this girl? Or this I haven't girl? heard from her. I seen her about uh, three years ago, and she does have her children back. So. Oh, good. So uh, I, I, that's a good thing. Word. Yeah, yeah. I can't say it was because of me, but because um, I, I, when I got busy with the band, um, that became my primary focus from that point on because that was, in a sense, if you will, kind of another way of me doing my ministry, you know, right. putting those messages in my song. I don't consider us, I don't want people to mistake us and think that we're a Christian band or anything. Um, we're not. I mean, but the thing is, those things are deeply embedded in me. Uh, uh, yeah, that's really. And it's going to show up, you know, right. in our music. But I would say we're more of a band of Christians, maybe, but not necessarily a, a Christian, Christian band. band. Yeah, because um, there's labels and you know expectations that come with label use after the other. Um, I, I, we just want to play music, and I don't care right. where we play it. I don't. We're going to play music. I'm about to say, if you were deeply religious, you'd be throwing holy water at me. From <laughs> you've <laughs> no. listened to this podcast before, so um, I think uh, you know. I love where I play music. Right. I don't care if it's a bar. I don't care if it's a uh, if it's uh, a stadium. I don't care if it's on the back of a pickup truck in the middle of town. You know, I treat every time I perform the same way, regardless of who I play play for. 
And and those songs that I write are about my experiences. Well, you definitely do a good job. I Thank mean, you. I really it means a lot to me. Thank well, you. you got a fan here. I mean, oh, right I, here. I don't get to make it to a, a bunch of your shows, but you know, I'm always there in spirit. And uh, I need to get out and listen to some of your karaoke. I, I gave up my karaoke singing. Uh, <laughs> well, actually, I have a. It's a, a reason. I, I I used to sing with a, a couple guys. We'd always go out and have fun, and they passed away. So yeah, I'm scared oh, yeah. if I get up there, I'm gonna start crying. So I just oh, don't do yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, which I, I just sing dirty songs anyway. So, uh, I make up a bunch of dirty songs and sing them. And, uh, oh, you got something? It just hit me. We didn't ask you about where we can buy your stuff, find your stuff at. Um, cosplay, yeah, cosplay. My cosplay stuff is, uh, like I said, at Arcadia. Uh, in Amory. Yeah, Arcadia in Amory. And eventually they're going to start where you can actually buy it, like, from the store website yeah. and you know buy it and ship it out and everything like that but right cool. now we've got you know a few little things to work out here and there on any that links y'all can give us to yeah, yeah just uh, i mean yeah. you can see my stuff on you know my facebook page right. it's kind of cool instagram it's kind of cool that his cosplay stuff is exclusive to arcadia name mm-hmm. because if you've never been there you need to go it's worth yeah. going not just for his cosplay stuff if we don't support stores that that cool right. in our little hometown of Amory, yeah. then we're going to lose them. And that is a store we need to keep. And yeah. so go support them. Buy you a comic. Buy you a toy. Buy some cosplay or whatever. So I kind of like the fact that his stuff right now is only exclusive to buying yeah. it at the uh, at Arcadia. But uh, not... I didn't mean to turn this into a plug for Arcadia. But, <laughs> well, no. You know, it's yeah, the thing. It's, it's, like anything, anything it's like bands. Local. If you want to keep them... You gotta support them, right? Yeah. If you want to keep the stores in your area, you got to support them. If not, then they, they will drop and go away. Well, that's the no. bread and butter of the local entertainer and the local uh, little stores. I mean, if yeah. you don't, if you don't make that money, you're gonna have to close. And we're everything's closing up around here anyway, so we need to yeah. support as much as we can. Well, you know, talking Walmart's about the money. yeah, Walmart's got yeah, money. they do. Talking about the Tupelo Con coming up, they'll have mm-hmm. some of my masks. Uh, right, good. at their stand at TupeloCon. So. That thing's getting big, too, mm-hmm. at TupeloCon. Yeah. I, mean, I hope that year. thing keeps going. It's so cool. I love yeah. it. I love cons. Yeah. We're hoping to, we're going to try to see if we can do some podcast-type stuff from the TupeloCon. Actually, before we started this cast, we went to listen to a podcast uh, a thing at the TupeloCon, which led us to here. I'm good friends with a guy that's over it. Oh, really? I'll put, yeah, I can put in a word for you. Oh, good. Any, oh. Put in a good word for me. With the woman that was wearing the bat one, bat, uh, Spider Girl oh, God, outfit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, if you could hook us up with that lady, <laughs> yeah, we'll. that would be awesome. This is one of those moments. If you're listening, <laughs> I love you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I didn't bring my own. Right. Yeah, my, was, my girlfriend goes with me because she knows how I am, so she grabs my arm and says, We're going to walk through here together. You know, that is so crazy because there are so many amazing the Spider Woman, whoever yeah. you are. And right. this is for you. Well, you see I'm the the you. ones you can tell the ones that are homemade from the ones that are bought. And, right. Uh, mm-hmm. We uh, we actually sat in on a couple panels about cosplay and yeah. how to you know use the warbler and all that yeah. stuff to to make the, the deals. I'm, you know that that Batman suit that I did. Every single piece of that is just made out of like five millimeter thick EVA foam. Oh, wow. That's it. It was awesome. Well, I'm yeah. about as artistic as you know this phone here. I mean, I, I'm horrible when it comes to it. I, I, I have dreams that one day I'll do something. Uh, I was telling uh, John here that 
I need to get you to start teaching, one of y'all will start teaching me guitar because of, but due to my illness, the shape of my mouth has changed. And I used to play the, the flute and the piccolo. Yeah. And I can hardly play that anymore, and I'm dying to pick up some instrument. Oh, uh, yeah, you should. That'd be and, great. Uh, yeah, I hadn't done anything in so long, and I try to play, but all this has changed due to an illness that I have. And uh, so I'm, I'm missing my music, too, which I was never anything special. The only reason I picked up the flute was... Hey, the girls were playing flute. Right. So, I mean, I got to sit with the girls. Sit right by a girl. That's, that's uh, good. That's smart. I didn't think that way. <laughs> but I didn't have much of a choice either. It's like you, Which, now, you were in Aberdeen. I was in Aberdeen, too. Mm-hmm. So, we had the same teachers, uh, I'm sure. Uh, Kenny Clay. And, yeah. They right. used to call me. I used to do all these band clinics and lines band and all that. But right. they called me a Reesey PC. A Reesey PC? Uh, yeah, because I was uh, one of the many uh, um, to, to go do the... Uh, I heard it won't be quiet. <laughs> well, answer, yeah, put it on. Put it yeah, on. Yeah, You're on the podcast. How you doing? You're on the air. It happens when we record too. <laughs> Jesus, you're shut up. You're, it's just it's a band. It won't. It won't. It won't. It's just a band. Well, we need. It's been an hour. I can keep talking. I know, but we'll do that. Well, thank you for having us on. That's sure. an honor, man. I'm a fan of the show. Man. Oh, well, thank yeah. us. Yeah, we're thank yeah, you. We're thanking you we're gonna post this out, and uh, I guess we'll do a, a ending and an intro tomorrow. Yeah. And, uh, do y'all have anything else you want to put on? Anything? Here? You anything? Anything you want to put out? Uh, you want us to play? Yeah, sure. I, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mean in that, but you, <laughs> you know, you got a website you want to throw out there, or something we didn't talk about or ask about that we should have. And I don't. We're not I interviewers. Don't. We're just yeah. We're just a couple just of idiots. So idiots. Doing this. If there was something else you wanted. Yeah, and if y'all want to play anything, play. Yeah, our fans would yeah, love to hear it. So if you turn I mean, on the that's, dark that's web, up to y'all. Oh, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> if you go to the dark web, that's up to y'all. I know this guy. Look at Somebody came prepared. <laughs> <laughs> Pulls out the guitar picks. I keep some in my pocket, too. Oh. <clears throat> we'll pause it real quick. Yeah. All right. Can we record? Thank you. Um, do what you want to do. Who you want to do? This song is a uh, song's called Wonder Why. Yeah. 
Too late to change that now It's too late to change that now Secret that he was afraid to tell, so he moved away to a place that took away all the beauty that made him so wonderful. How could we hate his life for the demons he fights? Now he doesn't want to fight anymore. Can we change him from that frame of mind? Seeking seven. Yeah, seeking seven, everybody. I hope it sounds good. It maxed the mic out. I yeah. don't think to turn the deck down. <laughs> it 
if you haven't heard of them by now, I don't know where you've been. Yeah, you're an hey, you're you're gonna be a fan from now on. I guarantee. Oh, you. thank you. God bless America. Thanks for having us on. It's an honor. <clears throat> oh, you're welcome thank back you. anytime. Thank y'all. Thank Cowboy for getting it. Yeah, thank you, Cowboy. Put up. It was a lovely Santa. way. Thank you for letting us come in here and invade your home. Anytime. God, we're not lost. No, we're not lost. We're still recording, bud. Uh, as long as he's playing record. As long as he's playing, <laughs> keep going. All he's got to do is tell me to stop. Silver like an intro. My favorite song. Is it? All right. Some days get rough, but you keep traveling on. Like a river that flows into a setting sun. Do you ever get to where you really need to go? Well, I don't know. Well, I don't know. They say love gets better as it grows. Some days seem short. And the nights are cold alone. How did ever get this way? I miss the sun on your face. But somehow I feel that I'm blame. But I don't know. No, I don't know. Help me slow down. I want to take it all in. If we go another mile. I feel it's all about here. Let out the gas, step on the brakes. I don't know where I'm going. I'm headed to a place that I'm supposed to know the way. But I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yes, I know this way too long. Been down this around before, this is just another song. If I didn't say enough, I don't want to let you down. I just want to stop in love. Help me slow down. I want to take it all in. If we go another mile, I feel it's all about you. Let out the gas, still on the brakes. I don't know where I'm going. I'm headed to a place I'm supposed to know the way. Let out the gas, still on the brakes. I don't know where I'm going. I'm headed to a place I'm supposed to know the way. But I don't know. No, I don't. If you want to hear more, go find them. They done told you where to find them. Go give them some money. They're worth it. Yeah. Uh, if you see these men, wow. buy them a drink. Oh, thank you. I'll take it. <laughs> if that's it, we're going to say thank you to the veterans. Uh, thank you to everybody that is in the first military. Responders. First responders, active, non-active veterans, all of you. We love Salute. you. Anybody that does the things that y'all do so we can do the things we do, we love you. 
And I think that's going to put one in the books. Anything and else? Anything else, guys? All right. Well, we love you, and we'll talk to you next week for another exciting cast of Verbal Abuse. Yeah. See ya. Oh, thank, thank you. Thank you. You know what? Oh, I, I had an idea.